Like the thing that runs everything in this town, it only gets used six or seven days a year. Yeah. And it's always weird to me when people are like, oh, it's Massachusetts, who cares? Like, I don't know, man. I bet you're going to care in March. Yes. I bet you're going to care in July that there was like, a, I would be awesome to have like a football game right now. There, that's there, generally my thought on it. I, my take on this is there's always sober kids in China that like a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Having already clinched the SEC East Championship and facing a key rivalry game in one week, and the biggest of all games, the SEC Championship game against number one Alabama in two weeks, the 9-1 Georgia Bulldogs have a couple of huge contests coming up. But first, they have to play UMass, the University of Massachusetts, better known for their prowess on the basketball court in the mid-90s than anything resembling a football team. But... They're on the schedule, and they'll be here in Athens on Saturday, and Will, in his cold open, is right. We as Georgia fans spend all offseason looking forward to and counting down the days until the next football season starts. We revere tailgating and seeing games at Sanford Stadium, so don't let a beautiful fall weekend of fun and sun in America's greatest college town pass you by. This is a fun team, a championship team. Who knows how it'll all turn out in the end? Basically, what Will is saying is come to the game, pack the house, and enjoy one of those few precious days we have to enjoy a Georgia football home game. As for what Tony was saying in the cold open, (laughs) I I have no idea what he was talking about. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 163 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me to give some insight as to what we think will happen as the dogs face off versus the Minutemen. We also answer some of your Twitter questions, make our college football picks, and bounce around some college football playoff chaos hypotheticals that will make your head spin. So sit back and enjoy episode 163. Here's Tony to get us started. Okay, so let's let's frame the conversation. This, by the way, UMass uh, they are the Minutemen, so I will now refer to them as Old Mass, the original rebels. Mm-hmm. And um, this is going to make some people mad, but I'm fine with this because I've coined this the other night in the stadium when I yelled, "Let's go!" I have we have we have Old Miss in a few uh, in just a week, and. Uh, Tiffany, our friend Tiffany Turner, mm-hmm. looked at me and laughed. And it's like, it's UMass. I'm like, oh, yeah, Old Mass. Old Mass. So yeah. now now they will be known as Old Mass from here on out. They are not a great football team. And if we have to spend longer than six or eight minutes breaking them down at the end of the podcast, we have bigger issues than whatever's going to happen later this, this season. I do want to take a minute to talk about uh, the Auburn game, a couple things we missed uh, when we did the preview. Plus, we now have Scott with us. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. To your house. Yeah, Scott. I, studio. I, I, actually, I actually thought he was on the call. It, just, was, just, it was really weird that we were here in his basement and he wasn't here, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. It was nice of him to let us... Yeah. And by leaving that, us that back window, door unlocked. That window is easily fixed. It's fine. I, know, I, know. I appreciate you offering to pay for it. I did not offer. We have not, and it's because he's doing really well, we have not mentioned Jake Marna. <laughs> Kids having a year. Yeah. We, we're, no, I remember after no, LSU. After LSU, he people. Had a big leg, but not the, not the, right, the directional punt. Right. He, he has a big leg and a directional punt, which is almost like a penthouse letter. Um, <laughs> so, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> You will not deer pant house farm. You'll never believe. <laughs> so, um, wow, this went off the rails in a hurry. But it's UMass. His, um, his old mass. It's old mass. Old mass, sorry. Old mass. Um, look, his his first punt was eh, it was all right, right. Um, that punt inside the twenty. And yes, Mecole was it was Mecole that was yes, down there, right? Yes. Mecole's stopping the ball at the one was amazing. Two, the, two weeks in a row. But the ball checked up at the seven yard line, yeah. and 
You, you didn't have to be as fast as him. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I would have gotten there, but one of right, you might. Right. So, um, Rodrigo would have gotten there. Rodrigo probably would have gotten there, and that's why he's going to win the Heisman next year. <laughs> so, that first off, that's another thing. The second is Terry Godwin's punt fielding ability. It, it, granted, this was, it was just a brain fart by the, the Auburn guy running into him. He was just trying to down the ball, it wasn't intentional. But the way he leveraged that the next punt to get the ball into the end zone. Was amazing. Totally faked him out. Totally faked him out. I saw it. I saw it in the game, and I was there with my daughter Katie, who played football this year. And she was like, she was asking me about defensive fronts and things like that because she likes defense, because she likes hurting people. Um, and I've never been more proud. The I know uh, so many women like that. <laughs> well, we've yes. If you're in the book about agreed. That? Please show them show that as I look wistfully off into the distance. That's what I'm I should take agreed. a picture right now. Agreed. So. Um, that was it was an amazing play. And then the third thing that we didn't talk enough about, and, and we, we hit on a little bit about the pass rush, but I went back and rewatched some of the game last night. Stidham ran for his life a lot more than I thought. And part of the reason we didn't have sacks is Stidham is fairly mobile. He was able to get away. He's a smart quarterback. He threw the ball away a lot. I feel like he's better than he is for Auburn. Like I feel like yes. I feel like he could have gone yeah. pro last year and he's yeah. probably hurt his draft. I think spot. we're gonna kinda of look back at him and think Wow, they really kind of wasted him. Auburn will probably look back and think they probably wasted him. Not Gus Malzahn. He thinks it's a bullcrap call. (laughs) Um, So, but, you know, calling a timeout of 22 years ago, or last year, that's not a bullcrap call. So, um, I think that had something to do with it. Yeah, maybe, just a little bit. (laughs) But they look pretty cordial at the end of the game. It's not like they gave each other a... Gus Malzahn is the biggest, he's the biggest whatever the word you want to put in there for coward in... One of the biggest ones. He's never. He's never going to confront Kirby. <laughs> Kirby whip his. Ass. <laughs> now I want a coach fight. This has to be like an off-season podcast of who wins a fight between who that between who and whom. An SEC. Coach I mean, we have. Yeah, yeah we, we just do a, like a March Madness thing. Yeah. Ooh, that should be our March Madness thing <laughs> yeah. where we have the, I the fourteen like SEC brackets to see who would win fights. Just generally speaking. <laughs> oh my god! I think they called me instead of you. A hundred percent, they called me instead of you. <laughs> I gave him my number. Do we have yeah. to pause? Do we have to pause? To do well, they're about to call in a minute. So, okay. yeah, we, we should do a Coach Pod podcast. I mean, I think we start with Ed Orgeron as oh, the okay. alpha dog. Would he be uh, the number one seed? Oh, I, I mean, I'm like the five. But seven Who would be eight. the number 14 seed? Malzahn? Malzahn's possible. Um, mm. What's uh, the, the Missouri dude? You know, yeah. Barry Oakham? A, a yeah. close number one seed would be Derek, Ma- Derek Mason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Scott here with a little bit of an editing note. We had to stop the recording of our podcast at this moment because Justin Bray and Nathan Lawrence, the guys over at the Chapel Bell Curve podcast, called in to do an interview of sorts with the three of us. The short interview can be heard on an upcoming episode over on their channel during the SEC Championship Game Week. SEC Championship Game Week, yeah. So if you like Georgia football podcasts and aren't listening to Justin and Nathan, go ahead and check out Chapel Bell Curve on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. And now, back to the show. We're going to get a text saying like, hey, that didn't record. Can we do <laughs> that again? again? All I'm right. going to say no. Okay, back to our Now we're show. back. We are back. Now, and we're out of booze. As I was saying, when we got so rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Well, here, let me go ahead and... Scott has I'm going to have a Scott's fun Scott's got politics. I'm going to have a... Yeah, I'm going to have what? Politics? It'll be fine. I have politics about the uh, spread. Georgia, is, this is the second highest spread Georgia's had this year. What is the spread? Minus. Minus. Uh, they're a 43 and a half point favorite. Woo. 
That and uh, they were a 48, I think, over a FCS school, which yeah, was Austin, Austin P. P. Yeah. And they did um, not cover that, did they? I don't know. No, they didn't. Not remember the score. They game. didn't. Um, interesting. This is UMass's last game. Yeah, they played, year, they played week zero. They did, and they have not had a bye. Uh, actually, they did have a bye, but by playing how, week how zero. Many, what's their record? They're uh, four and four, seven. seven. <laughs> so they're not even. They're not even. They're no, not this, is it. As, uh, this is it. This is they like leave it all out in the field. They are. They <laughs> lost to BYU 35 to 16 this past Saturday. The only person. On this team, you really need to be concerned about is a wide receiver named Andy Isabella. He has 87 catches Sorry. for 1,479 yards and 11 touchdowns. He is a Bolitnikoff Award finalist, um, and is, he is second in FBS in rece- receptions and receiving yards. Is he related to Andy Pettit? No, he's not. He hasn't taken enough HGH for that. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is... If we're going to talk a little bit about it, I don't even need to talk about whether they're going to win or lose this game. Uh, I'm because I think we can. We, if we, I'm not even worried about the Georgia Tech game, so I'm certainly not worried about this game. I we'll am. get to that. Next, I know we all. There's the rush defense thing. We'll get into that. But for me, this is the. I mean, this is basically a whole game. What's, what's the old joke about every time a plane crashes? Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? Right. This is like why don't they make the whole game out of the last drive of the Auburn game? Right, like this is like this is like isn't this a game to be like okay, Fields, let's see what you got. Like, why not have Fromm play the first half and Fields play the second half? I got no beef with that. Oh, I suspect that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's interesting you brought that up because I was pondering on the way over here. I always bring up the quarterback thing. It's right? Like yeah, you're Mister. You're Mister. Quarterback. It's cliche. At this point. Um, I'm, I'm a lazy national I mean, sports writer. That's like what we do. Ma- <laughs> Matthew Dowling's getting a lot of looks in this game. Um, the we haven't had any Prather Hudson. No, we haven't. Yeah, it's. I was. Hoping, it was uh, Vandy. Look, we instead of scoring touchdowns, instead of scoring field goals, we scored touchdown. We'd seen Prather Hudson this yeah. game against Auburn, one hundred percent. And then Gus Malzahn would have been that's a bull crap call <laughs> with his gut, with his raccoon face. But no, from from fields. This feels like like I love. I would personally would love to see. Fields play the entire. Uh, this has an entire. This has a twenty-eight point lead at halftime written all over it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't say that. I don't say that out of like avarice or not avarice, not the right word. Um, um, hubris, hubris. Um, I don't say that out of hubris or avarice either. But um, y'all are using some five dollar words. I say that out of just the practicalities. Their defense is not great, and it's even worse against the run. Um, is there a world a world where we go out there and try some stuff and just like shoot ourselves in the foot and leave you know sixteen points on the uh, field the first half? Sure. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so th- what you have set up for is an actual quarter and a half where you send Fields out with a game plan, right? And that's what you game plan for, right? Because the reality is, it's like, let's say the worst of all scenarios happen. We turn the ball over four times in the first half. We're close at halftime. You just send Fromm out there with the same game plan and have him execute it. I, I, and it feels... I would the thing I like about Fields playing the entire second half is the third quarter he can actually just play because the fourth you play him like like when Easton played you just hand the ball off and well just hand it off. But, but like I, that's why I like about the idea give him a third quarter because the thing we haven't seen from Fields is throwing like that's the thing we haven't seen so I would love to see an actual game plan with Fields that's not he's the off pace guy he's the give him a changeup he's the RPO guy let's let him. Let's let him run it for a quarter. Fourth quarter, I'm assuming you're up by a lot. Just hand the ball off. And this that's Prather Hudson time. But after that, up to that point, I'd like to see him get a full quarter of offensive snaps. Well, and that goes back to your point of why not just, why not just run the offense you ran the last drive against Auburn. Well, 
that drive is totally predicated on pounding a mud hole in their ass in the first right. three quarters, right. right? And that's that's not. But I don't think we would learn anything from that anyway. Like that's what I want to say. I want to see Fields in as if he were starting the game. How the how you would run an offense? And again, you're not going to give them. You're not going to give them the Glengarry leads. But like you know, you're certainly. Let, let him run an offense. Let, let him be a normal quarterback that's not just in for a couple plays or in for a series. Let him be like a normal dude for a half. And I think that's going to happen, but I disagree that that's not what you learn. I think what you learn is exactly what Kirby Smart wants is he really, Jones, is watching his, his offensive linemen running over people. I mean, he brought up the physicality thing again. He brought it up again. And frankly... That's kind of still where we are on the goal line stuff, which I think we probably should address a little bit uh, before we, we move on to questions and uh, uniform talk, um, mm-hmm. is that we, we didn't run jumbo. We never ran jumbo out of the... And when you're saying jumbo, are they bringing fullbacks that you don't see or defensive linemen? <laughs> yes, yeah, so they're bringing invisible fullbacks now because we don't have one. Um, no, they're just they're, they go. They would go with six offensive, seven. I mean, sorry, seven, eight offensive linemen and packing in the tight ends and just trying to bull people over for whatever reason. I don't know if we're tipping something. I don't know what we're doing. Um, the first, the first drive that was a little. That was not Cheney or whomever's calling the plays down there. I'm still not 100 percent convinced of Cheney, although the message boards are convinced that Cheney's got to go because of this. Hmm. Um, the that was there were there were two poor executions that wound up with that. We missed a block on the inside on the on Holyfield's first run, and then from just flat out overthrew a wide open Nauda. That just happened. That's the thing that happened. So did Rodrigo. Well, so did Rodrigo, which proves that not everybody's perfect in a way we like to think. No, that, that what happened is Rodrigo threw the perfect pass. Oh, it's, it's now like this far. Now the, the, the earth, earth rotated, rotated in a the, weird way. Listen, you have like centuries of predictability. You think it's going to go a certain way. How could Rodrigo have known? That yeah, the world would rotate yeah, it's it's just it's just forest mismanagement in California. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the, <laughs> thank you for that. Was pandering to will. You people. And um, yeah, people the, pay attention what to what's you going mean? on. <laughs> what do you mean, people you people? People pay attention to what's actually this happening in the world. So the other part about the what went on inside the um, the the five yard line and and I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the idea of maybe you turn down pass interference in the end zone. <laughs> the uh, is the I don't know whether it was a play call or whether fields went the wrong direction, but Man, he does not be need to be back there doing pirouettes if uh, if it's a run play. That was that was a terrible look. And again, when he got the entire series inside the five yard line, uh, I mean I, that that probably does lay to rest. Put Fields in, see what happens. Oh yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. But that's that to me. That said, like Fields is still coming back next year. <laughs> like you still need to figure out the stuff, and so that, that's why I like to see. Otherwise. Listen, this is a nice 4 p.m. game time. Sure. It's like a perfect time. Like, I'm glad this game is at noon. 4 p.m. gives you a good day of tailgating. You get to hang out without it being a big... Shouldn't the tech game be at 4 and this be at noon? Yes. Whatever. I mean, look, this game... the, the. the reason this game is at 4 p.m. because I'm the schedule guy. Yeah. The reason this game is terrible, is right? This is a bad weekend. There are two. I, I dropped one of the SEC games just because it was that bad right. um, on the pool. Arkansas, Mississippi State. Uh, I probably didn't end up. Oh, Miss Vandy. I probably didn't end up. Maybe I dropped that one. I don't remember which one I dropped, but I dropped one of them because the, the, it was just a bad game. So you know, only there's only six SEC teams playing SEC matchups, which means. Eight of the teams are playing cupcakes, period. Um, you 
got to spread those games out. I'm really happy we didn't end up with a noon game for this because, I mean, that's a recipe for 75,000 people in the stadium. Yeah. And, and it's not, there's... Like, it's chill. It'll be fun, right? It'll, it'll be, be four fun. It's 4 o'clock. We get a full day of tailgating. Exactly. It's an easy breezy. Come it's our in. first 4 o'clock SEC Network game ever. Is it really? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. That's, see, this is why we have Scott here. <laughs> that and he has the equipment. Um, but, Scott, Scott has the drums and the mics. And um, he's also pretty decent singer and um handsome handsome he is handsome let's move on younger <laughs> i mean he's younger than some shoes i have the the, the george tech game is was preordained to be noon yeah. on the espn and it's a because, bummer it's a bummer because like you've got to come in and like like we're gonna have to leave callaway at like seven in the morning yeah to get through yeah. all that stuff but, but which is a bummer but I mean, I look the sec has traditionally had the espn noon slot absent I mean, we played a seven with Georgia and Georgia Tech were both highly ranked, right? Top 12 teams, I think I'm going to say Georgia was. And Georgia Tech is bowl eligible now? They are bowl eligible, which, and we'll get that next week, adds an element of, eh, to this game for them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. It would be more, a little more awesome if this game were at noon and Cal, which is awesome from if you look at the spectrum of the two games. Um, but well, it makes sense why they are. Yeah, and I would say that, like, one very nice positive about this game. Like, and I can speak to my personal situation. I'm always coming back from Thanksgiving on Saturday to get back in time for the game. So I, it would be easier for me if Georgia Tech were at four. However, I would still not get the full tailgate experience and the full game day experience. This is, like, listen, Thanksgiving is never a big tailgate game anyway because it's Thanksgiving weekend. Right. So I think an argument can be made. When I moved to Athens, one of the things that was amazing to me was, like, the entire <laughs> town shuts down. When there is a football game, yeah, like it run, like they change the laws when there's a football game. Like the entire thing shuts down when there's a football game, and as the good Lord intended, of course, as well as it should be. But there's only six in a good year, seven days out of the year where this big, huge thing right in the middle of campus, right in the middle of town, at the bottom of the hill, like the thing that runs everything in this town, it only gets used six or seven days a year. And it's always weird to me when people are like, it's Massachusetts, who cares? Like, I don't know, man. I bet you're going to care in March. Yes. I bet you're going to care in July that there was like, it'd be awesome to have like a football game right now. That's generally my thought on it. my take on this is there's always sober kids in China that like a drink. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. I mean, though I, I'm I'm hundred percent with you, which is why I'm going to be out there at seven o'clock. Of course, man. Even though it's old mass, I don't care. This, like we're going to miss this. We're we are going to miss the crap out like, of this. This season has already, you know, uh, Scott on the window of of the of the of the studio here has they write down when did you do that August July August yeah yeah my ten uh, year old did that yeah like uh, he wrote, wrote that on the wall. And I wrote on the window, and I've been looking at this all year, and you guys have been putting the wins and losses on there. I can't believe that we're almost to the end. Like, we are almost to the end of this. I still feel like I don't entirely understand this team just yet. Like, last year at this time, we, I understood this team. Right. Like, even, even after the Auburn loss, you felt like you understood what this team was. I still have not quite figured it out, except for the fact that they are three wins away from the playoff, which is a... <laughs> Kind of amazing, even if one of those games is Alabama. So this is a home game at a prime, nice time to be able to tailgate. I don't care that it's UMass. I don't care that they're going to stomp them. 
We should. Uh, we talked. We talked about Ryan. We talked about Ryan Skates before on this. Yeah, Ryan Skates says there's the, the poor man's notes and uh, uh, poor man's game notes. I like. I I like those game notes a lot. Yeah, but he never does game notes for for games, but they pay. Where you pay a team to come in. Okay. He never does them for that. I understand it, but come on, man. There's six home games a year, maybe seven. Like this is. We're gonna come July. We'll be like, oh, I can't wait oh to get out there. I can't believe I can't Austin P's not here yet. To get out Think there. about how excited you get, even for G Day. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I, I don't. But I think I, I think it's it, it borders a line on unhealthy for my excitement about G Day. But yeah. I mean, it, Will brings up a great point. Uh, so much to the point where we're actually, if the weather holds out, we're discussing doing a post game tailgate for Georgia Tech yeah. because. Yeah. That's the last time till April we can get on I have campus. I say I'm game if you guys do. Yeah, that. That would be good because yeah. then you got Iron Bowl and you got. Yeah, and that's our thought. If the weather it was a couple years ago, we did the South Kitchen and Bar. Yep. Post game, mm-hmm. which yeah. was really yeah, yeah. fun. That was George really Tech. Fun. We right? met. We met our listeners. We had one guy show up. It and was he Jim. was awesome. Jim is amazing. Yeah. Um, I bet so, we'd have more if we did. We might. This year, just for maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. Maybe we should do that. Maybe. Um, y'all have to help cook if that happens. I have to say, I want to actually hear this from now. If uh, I don't know if we're going to do this or not, so this is not a commitment. However, if we did go to a place after the game, let us know if you would be interested in going, or yeah. if we invited or, people or, to or your tailgate. Or if we did a post game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that would. Yeah. And let, but of course, the problem with that last time is they lost. <laughs> I think that may have That's put a damper on things. Yeah, could, and plus, the police were mean to your kid. Oh, that freaking guy, man! Uh, yeah, get me started about that. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. So I am very pro police. I love police officers, and they are here to help us. Except for that dude, right? Um, so you know, the last thing I, uh, I'll have to say about um, getting on campus and, and having the having fun, I guess is the right way of putting it, is that. Um, if you're thinking of blowing off this old, uh, this old mass game, don't show up. Guys, we're an SEC East champion. We are a playoff contender, and we can have a whole discussion about whether or not um, Georgia can beat Alabama. It doesn't matter whether we can or can't beat Alabama right now. We are literally in the quarterfinals to play for the national championship if we win our next two games, which we should. There are um, more than 100 teams that would do anything to be where Georgia is. Right, right. once, once, yeah. and we're here for the second year in a row. And acting like it's Massachusetts, it's who cares? Yeah, I, I would. I want to hang. I want to hang fifty five on them. It's not that I hate the original rebels. It's just, I just you know, I have just this week I hate them. Okay, so what do we got for now? We got a we got a whole bunch of stuff okay. lined up. Uh, we have some, we went longer on that than we thought we were going through. That's, that's okay. That's fine. okay. I can cut out the dead air. Mass. Um, so we've got Twitter questions that were submitted. Quite a few of them. Uh, we've got some trivia. We've got some questions I've got for you. And so I'll just go ahead and get into it. Do it. No need to wait any longer. So I'm just going to go as I have it written out. This is the second time in the state of Georgia for Old Mass UMass mm. this year. They previously lost to Georgia Southern back in August or not August September uh, 34 to 14 so they've experienced the south Didn't it's you not going to be a, a culture like shock host an SEC team a couple years ago they did and we're going to get to that okay. very good point <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up okay. uh, this is actually the second time that's what is known as foreshadowing dear reader this is the second time they played in a city named Athens can you tell me what other Athens they've uh, played Athens, in? Athens, Ohio. That's right. They've yes. lost to Ohio, Ohio 58 to 42. The Mighty Bobcats. Was, that, was Frank Solich the coach of that team? I think he still is. They played this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so if he's coaching there. Is he? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't he fall asleep in his car? Isn't that the thing that he got, like, he got fired from? Oh, yeah. He was That's driving Lane Kiffin. That's yeah. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Lane so, Kiffin actually just sleeps in his car. So UMass has played five SEC schools in its history. 
Can you name any of those five schools? Well, okay, clearly uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Cause they played them. Much. They played them in uh, 2016 and 17. Mississippi Sorry. State actually went to Foxborough to play them. Yes, to play them. Not that was. I think it was at the Patriots Stadium. Yeah, right? Foxborough. Yeah. So I have a question about that. Is that a big recruiting ground for Mississippi State? I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, they got their coach from Fordham. Didn't they? Or Penn State? Yeah, but not, but not them. <laughs> not but directly. Not them. <laughs> Some hot, throbbing yeah. Patriot League action. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my least favorite part of the Solid Verbal Podcast. That's yeah, I always I skip that. That's always why I know it's over. All right, so they played Mississippi State. What other four SEC teams have they played? Okay, I'm going to go with a Missouri. Nope. Ah. Kentucky. No. Okay, I think we're both out there. All right, so they played Florida in 2016. They also played South Carolina in 2016, so they played three SEC schools in 2016. Wow, they played a, State, Florida, they played, and South a, they played a tough SEC schedule than A&M. <laughs> they also, uh, I'm assuming this is part of a deal because Georgia also hosts UMass in basketball this year. Oh so yeah, on uh, December 30th. I assume yeah. there is some sort of deal. Yes. And they uh, they went 0 and 3 versus Vandy in 2012, 13 and 14. And they lost to Tennessee last year by, I think, four points. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do not sleep on the old mass. That's right. And so, um, Did since Tennessee win it on a last second touchdown pass? Or was it was a close Still game. too soon. Sorry. It was a close game. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned week 12 is kind of a crappy uh, schedule. The Citadel plays at Alabama. Yes. Middle Tennessee State plays at Kentucky. Idaho travels down to Florida. Uh, yeah, that's something. Idaho is uh, not even FBS anymore, are they? They're out of the Sun Belt. I think they're FCS now. They are? I think so. Cool. Uh, Liberty goes to Auburn. Mm-hmm. UAB goes to Texas A&M. And actually, UAB's That's on our list. That's on our pick okay. this week. U- okay. Liberty, uh, UAB's like 9-1. and 9-1. and one. They won the West. And when Liberty loses, uh, I think their guy gets called home. No, that's Oral Roberts. Sorry. <laughs> Why Ro- has he got such a dirty first name? <laughs> <laughs> Oral Roberts was a good basketball team a couple of years ago. Bill Self used to coach Oral Roberts. All right, Rice goes to LSU, and Chattanooga goes to South Carolina. The three SEC teams, or the three SEC games being played, Arkansas at Mississippi State, Missouri at Tennessee, that's the CBS game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's That shows you are. how bad it is. And Miss, old Mississippi goes to Vanderbilt. Now, I got nothing. I now, nothing. Well, I've got something. Take heart in this nice cupcake game where you have a nice breather between Auburn and Tech. Because next year, this weekend, Georgia hosts Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so next year's schedule. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought up the schedule because we had some scheduling news today. Yeah, I want to get into this. Um, so Georgia has scheduled a home-and-home home with the University of Texas Hook'em Horns. Um, at, what, 28 and 29, there yes. and here. At the same time, they announced we were going to play Clemson. Uh, 24, is that right? At the Dome? Uh, yeah, so so here it is, because Seth Emerson uh, put this together in a smart way today. Okay, good. He I'm noted, glad, glad we're quoting Seth again. If we can find it, of course. He noted that in 2029, <clears throat> Georgia is going to play Clemson. At Clemson. Texas and Georgia Tech. And Tech. And remember, there's a non-zero possibility the SEC goes to nine games by then. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, and there's still one extra game, which I assume is, I was going to say, like, Kennesaw State. But yeah. It'll be Illinois. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, that is that is an insane schedule. It's also worth noting, when Kirby Smart was asked about this today, he's like, that's what we got to do. So on. Like, that's 11 years from now. Like, that's longer than Mark Richt was here from now. 
Is it? No, Marco was here longer than that. How was he here? Uh, longer than 2001 to 2015. Yeah, 14 seasons. 14 years. Okay, fine. All right, no, 15 so, seasons. So 15. that would be Kirby Smart from the beginning of the time that he started until then. Yeah, yeah. Kirby Smart, if he is still here, is because uh, they have taken down Vince Dooley's statue and put They've a new won one the national championship, right? Uh, multiple. They have to have won at least one. Oh, right? well, yeah, at least yeah. one. Yeah. If he hasn't won, like, that's, I think it's kind of funny to think about that, right? Like, these games that are on the schedule, they're 11 years in the future. What year is the UCLA games? That's uh, 24, yeah, five. That, that now seems like soon yeah. <laughs> after the schedule. But I will say that like Kirby Smart commenting on this is going under the presumption, is there any way that Kirby Smart is the coach of Georgia in that game if they have not won the national championship? Oh, I think there's a way, but it feels pretty far-fetched. I mean, it's the same way, you know, Citadel has to beat Alabama. <laughs> Is that, do, do you, you think you think Tom Herman will be the coach of Texas? No, <laughs> oh, no, he might not be that good. Yeah, uh, but Tom Herman had an interesting week. By, by the way, way yeah. by the way, his response to the to the text messaging. What did the, he say? I didn't see. What did he say? He said, "Hook 'em horns." No, at first oh, he nice. said, "Okay, cool," and then "Hook 'em horns." Yeah. Look, I, I mean, we we danced around the Urban Meyer nonsense. Um, Zach Smith is the meanest middle schooler. He's he's just a. Sh- I mean, like, uh, that's like, putting, yeah. by the way, do not insult shit holes. Yeah. Um, like he's just the worst person in the world. Write that time down. I, I will. Um, the, yeah. And that's just, I mean, look, yeah, it's whatever. It's crazy. Anyway, the point is, is that like, it's funny to hear talk about 2028, 2029. Cause A, I will like, I will be older than Tony is now. That is how old I will be. So will Scott. So will Scott. That is wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I will be older than baseball then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The point is that, like, it's, it was just weird to see Kirby Smart comment on it. It's like, okay, well, if you're coaching that game, you have to have won a national championship. I'm just, or you've won multiple ones, and now you're coaching the Cowboys. Okay, so I got a fun question I, for you. I'm just, I'm just happy because I'm a good parking at Daryl K. Royal Stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that so, would be fun. I would, I would absolutely. I'm going that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. If, if Kirby and Herman are not the coach in 28 and 29, who would you say, if you had a crystal ball, who is the coach of Georgia? If, if they're not, we're not saying Kirby's getting fired or anything, but who would you imagine the coach is in 28 and 29? Just pick a name. For Georgia and Texas? Or Georgia? Yeah, Georgia? who are the res- re- respective coaches for those teams? Just pull something out of your hat. Uh, Jeff Brom is coaching Texas. Let's go with that. He gets Louisville back, and then uh, Texas grabs him. Uh, Georgia, who would be a... Like, like Aaron Murray? <laughs> no, because he's not on the track uh, or anything. He's too busy yakking on the radio. But um, who, is, yeah, who is that guy? Who is that? Future, yeah. Dear future coach of UGA. Yeah. I mean, 2028 um, is, I mean, listen, someone that's a football player now, so, 21, they're 32 or 33. By that point, Kirby Smart was already the physical coordinator at Alabama. I have, I, have a, I have a good name. I have a good name. Christian Robinson's the coach here. And... Devin Swinney's coach of Texas because they got all the money in the world. Got all the money in the world. What about uh, Jeff Brom at Texas and Jake Fromm for Georgia? Jake Fromm's still Brom, playing the NFL Brom. in, in okay. 29. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that for but certain. He, he but did have that elbow right. injury uh, in 2021. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys. That did back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, this is free agency year, too. It's just bad for him. Yeah. And I had him picked that year in my, my, my fantasy team. Um, Dog Nation had a headline regarding the black jerseys for UMass. Do you think I have two questions for you. Do you think they will wear black jerseys for UMass? And do you even care anymore? <laughs> Whatever and no. Yeah. 
Um, no, and I just want it to happen for you. Thank you. Oh. Um. All right. I really care. I know. <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, Bobby Petrino just got fired from Louisville. It can happen to a nicer guy. What are your thoughts about him as a person? I guess or a coach? And do you think he'll ever get another prime coaching spot? No, definitely not a prime coaching spot. Ah. Uh, well, that works on the assumption he doesn't go somewhere and turn them completely around like Kansas. See, I don't. Th- I don't think anyone would give him. A no, I don't think. I don't think but, he gets a shot. But what you, what you, you're looking for the for the daring coach to give him an offensive coordinator job. Like if he's willing to do that. Remember, his brother used to be Illinois' uh, yeah. offensive coordinator. I, re- and, I remember. And Paul Petrino. And I, I'll have to. I'll tell a great story about that when you're done. Okay. And I would say that if I if I were and if I were Kansas, I would not hire Bobby Petrino to be my coach. I would hire him to be my offensive coordinator. Anybody. He's he's got to like fix his career. Like he is, his name is Mud. His name, like if his name wasn't Mud enough after the Falcons thing and after the first Louisville thing. Now, like he's crashed out everywhere. He is clearly in the. I need to get my back to like being off as a. Yeah, it's like Michael he never Coy, he never rehabilitated his image. Yeah, because he and that was because and also he fell into Lamar Jackson. Like that's yeah. really what happened. If he had not fallen into Lamar Jackson, this would have happened two years ago. Right. The book on Petrino is that. He doesn't care about defense to the point where he doesn't even do in-house visits with defensive prospects. And he is notoriously bad to play for unless you're his guy and coach for. Uh, Is there a world where he goes and be his offensive coordinator somewhere again? I mean, it's possible he's working for Alabama by the end of the week as an analyst, washing (laughs) washing Butch Jones' car. Um, But it's also possible he doesn't coach again. Just period, right? The the bigger question is is that if someone hires him, what why? Yeah. I mean, he's getting fourteen million not to coach. Why would you even coach again? I'd just go buy a nice place somewhere and just live off the land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a motorcycle joke in here somewhere. I swear yes. to God, there is. Come on, Tony. I, I know there. it's in you. I just almost said it and I just couldn't get there. So um, insert motorcycle joke here. Okay. Uh, so Stuart Mandel of The Athletic wrote a detailed piece listing out... If you went to Montana and asked people, would they know him? Who? Stuart Mandel. I have no idea. Okay. I barely know who he is, but yeah, I get him confused with Ivan Maisel. Maisel. I, I, like, them, I like them both. Maisel is... Like Much better. Royalty. Maisel is royalty. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Stuart Mandel wrote a detailed piece in The Athletic listing out seven... <clears throat> possible scenarios for chaos in the college football playoff because his premise of the piece was it's been kind of a boring yeah. year for chaos and it feels he was like you know the playoff harkening back to 07 when it was just nuts and everything so my question for you is what do you think do you think it's going to be ho-hum the rest of the way where you know the top four play out or will something get chaotic and then the, there's a bonus question so remember that first question What's the path to the playoff for an eleven and two Georgia team? I don't think there is one, I, uh, and there's there are people that disagree. There right. are people that think that if they lose to Georgia Tech, say, and beat Alabama, they will be in. Or if they lose a close one in the championship game, and other things happen. I think a lot. Okay, we'll, we'll go into that scenario. So, requi- do you think do you think there will be chaos at all? Like think, even I, for three and four? Here's what it requires. It requires Michigan losing to Northwestern in the uh, or, or Ohio State. Listing, losing Northwestern in the Evicted Championship game. It requires Oklahoma losing to, who would they play in that game? Texas? I don't know. Uh, Texas, some combination of Texas, yeah. uh, West Virginia. It requires Washington State yeah. losing. 
It requires maybe Notre Dame. Like it's, I, Notre Dame were, could lose to Syracuse this weekend. That would be awesome, by the way, if that happened. But uh, that's a Yankee Stadium. Like, so, yeah. okay. What was, the, what was the first? The, I had an easy answer. The, the first, first question. question was, "What do you think? Is it going to be just ho hum, or will something get chaotic?" And no, then I don't what think it's. Gonna, I think something weird is going to happen. It always uh, does, right? Yeah, it always does, and it's just there's football. It's an oblong football, and we're, you're 18 to 23 year olds are playing. Um, so the path, the path to Georgia is losing some crazy game to Georgia Tech on like a, a game that we have well in hand. They get all the breaks in the world and some officiating call where we lose by one point on something controversial. And everyone accepts that Except that Georgia should have won. Right. And we go blow out Alabama. And there's another and here. <laughs> um, I still think you have to have, you know, Notre Dame losing to USC or Syracuse or um, – or Oklahoma or West whoever wins the Oklahoma West Virginia game then losing the championship game the next week. Now, is there a possibility where Georgia plays Alabama to an all-time classic like last you know, year? <laughs> well, maybe maybe last year's not a terrible example. Yeah, if it goes um, like last year. Right. It's, it's not a terrible example. <laughs> and you have two two lost champions in the Big Twelve. I mean that which I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I just don't would, think it's gonna happen. In that scenario, would you be concerned about an LSU team with two no, losses. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because that's what happened in 07. They jumped us. Yeah. I just, and I'll tell you the reason I'm not worried about that is that the way they have looked the past couple of weeks in the way Georgia has looked the past couple of weeks, right. then, then you turn around and score, you lose, you lose 26, you lose 30 to what, how about that break out? 30, 26 to Alabama. LSU couldn't score on them. Yeah. Right. And Georgia scored more points on them and they held them exactly the same number of points or well, whatever. I read that Mandel piece, and the thing I found really fascinating about was his, as plausible as anything we're talking about scenario, which is Notre Dame make, goes undefeated, Clemson goes undefeated. Yep. Um, um, Interesting, we did not talk about any scenario on that where Clemson goes, right. goes, loses a game. Right, right, right. Georgia beats Alabama in the national championship yeah. game. Who's Who next? gets the fourth spot yeah. if Michigan wins the Big Ten championship game? Well, an undefeated Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame's in. Okay. Right, Notre Dame... Clemson, Georgia beating Alabama. Oh yeah! And after then Michigan wins its Big Ten championship, you've got to give it to Alabama. After the hue and cry last year, I think I think Michigan gets in. Well, well we've been spit, as Mandel pointed out, we've been spending this entire. It doesn't season, matter. Not just saying Alabama doesn't is matter. awesome. They're saying one of the Alabama greatest. is right. the best Alabama team we've seen. I'm just telling so, you. And if they lose in like a crazy game, like if they lose the way Georgia lost, I put, sign up hold, for that. I would on, love to hold see on. that. Put it this way, if. If there's a possibility of a game, team being left out, it may be Georgia. Because Michigan lost to Notre Dame, Notre Dame's in. Georgia lost to LSU, LSU's out. Man, that would be that you know what? That would be a fun Sunday. Georgia beats Alabama doesn't lose, beats Alabama in the SC championship game oh. and doesn't make the playoff. I think that, that would be really fun. I think what a that good mood. I feel like no one would ever What bring would happen in the state of Georgia if that happened? <laughs> or the city of Athens. Wow! Wow! Or this podcast. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, honestly, it would. It would can be. You I, I can predict what would happen in the Sugar Bowl. On um, Alabama would lose to whoever they play, yeah. and we've seen that scenario. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, they I, lost I mean, to Utah. They lost to Utah. 
Oh, okay. I, I, I feel bad that we even put this in people's heads. <laughs> well, I was feeling fine. Thanks, until you Scott. <laughs> um, no, okay, go no. Ahead, go the, but the reality is, is that, Ooh, that it's, it is, it I'm is still reeling. <laughs> the reality is, is that it is some combination of look, if, if Alabama goes to the SEC championship game undefeated and Georgia beats them somehow, they're, they're probably in unless it's like Michigan just absolutely roundhouses Ohio State. Um, look, Ohio State giving up all the points, and this could happen again. Ohio State giving up all the points to Purdue, looking like a less and less great Purdue team, um, probably sets the narrative yet again that Alabama's better than them and they're back in again. And you know what? We'll let Ohio worry about all this. The state of? Yes. All of them. Okay. The other ones. All right, so I mentioned that we did get some Twitter questions, so we're just going to do these real quick, rapid fire, yes, quickest yes. answer. You can Eight get. or ten we've minutes gone, a piece. We've gone long. So yeah. yeah so. Uh, Dustin Scott at D Mitchell underscore Scott asks, what do you think the odds are that UGA will let Justin Fields have the entire UMass game or at least a huge chunk of it to get him ready for more action against Bama? I think we already answered second that. Second half. Yeah, no more than second half. Maybe a little in the second quarter, no more second half. All right, Sea uh, Dog Knight. Asks, is there any issue bigger right now than the dog's apparent inability to punch it in on the goal line? And two, should Houston join the Big 12? Uh, that's not Houston's choice. <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure Houston would love to join the Big 12. I think um, the Big 12 could use Houston. Um, no, I don't think. I think, that, yes, I think there's a bigger issue, and that is um, Georgia's propensity, especially the first two drives of games, to give up big chunk plays. Yes, that makes sense to me. Okay, uh, Parrish Walton asked, y'all should do an over-under section on the UMass game. Swift-Holyfield combined carries over-under 25. Under. Under. Snaps for fields, over-under 20. Over. Um, let me think about this. Hold on. This is not rapid. I'll take the over, but that's pretty close. Uh, completed passes for all QBs, over-under 18. For Georgia QBs or all QBs? He says all QBs. Over. Uh, Georgia QBs, it's QBs under. This is for Georgia, I'm sure. Um, over under uh, sacks, three for Georgia. I'll take the line. I'll take the over. Uh, points conceded for Georgia, over under 14. Under. under. Nice. Uh, over under 150, Fields' total yards. Under. Over. Okay. All right. Uh, Mimetis317. Ask who's a younger guy who can make a move in this game for increased playing time down the stretch? Um, Otis Reese. Sounds good to me. Who would I say? Uh, younger guy. I, you know, here's the interesting. I mean, thing. if Tyreek McGee hadn't come in in this game as much as he did, I wouldn't say him. But I think you mean Stokes. Reese. I mean Stokes. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, they played so many freshmen, which I think is great. Yep. Uh, he's really hard to say. Maybe uh, Notori Johnson on D line, okay, since they yeah, switched him from O line to D line. Yeah, I can go with that. He's the guy with the hair colors. He yeah. colors his hair like blue and red. All right. He also has a follow up question. Also, is the new Georgia Texas series the best two college towns in the country playing each other? Ooh, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, I've only been in Austin for South by Southwest, which is the worst time to be in Austin. So, but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, the problem is Austin's almost too. Big to be a college town? That's the problem, right? Austin's become like a massive town. But when they have I, skyscrapers. We don't. Yeah. I've, I've never been to Austin, so I, I'm not equipped to answer this question. Um, I still feel like Mississippi and but, Georgia but, is a good one, too. I mean, but having, having been to a couple other, um, 
it's probably up there with if we were to play North Carolina at Chapel Hill or Michigan and Ann Arbor. Or Illini. Um, Look, I'm, I'm a fan of champagne, but no. Yeah, come on. Go uh, David Gobble uh, says, he just sent a, sent a quote, snaps for fields, all of them. So that's his oh. opinion. Um, no. Right. Should, we, should, we, should, should we go into picks? I think we're, 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 we're pushing late here. No, we're good. Okay. We're good. Uh, I Nick, just have a party at 7 o'clock. I'm just oh, about you to have say. to go. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me translate well, then, for um, Will. I got to go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If... Uh, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Clemson went out, and Georgia beats Bama. Does a nightmare scenario exist where UGA misses the playoffs? Bama gets in instead. We I think we just up. talked about that. Yeah, let's never, uh, never talk about that again. Bernie Dog asks, can you speak to the Minutemen's red zone defense and their proficiency at getting all 11 defenders on the field in said situations? <laughs> Thanks. I can't speak to that, but I like that question. All right, so that'll do it for the questions, and uh, we're going to skip name that conference. We'll do that next week. <laughs> I like that idea. In that conference. We'll do that next week, and we'll just get into the picks. America East. <laughs> no, I had some good ones there. Look, you say that. That sounds like a fun I one. will. I will. Name that conference. All right, so um, the picks this week. Uh, I don't have any time to put them in any kind of order, so we're just going to fire away. Stress? You're doing fine. You're doing fine. No, no, I'm just trying to hustle There up are 11 this week because okay. there were some interesting national games. All right, so we're just going to start. Uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's favored by 19 and a half. Arkansas was a little frisky last week. Yeah. Uh, I'll still take, for not doing spread, I would take uh, Arkansas to cover, right. but I will take Mississippi State to win. Give me the bizarro dogs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pitt at Wake Forest. Pitt looking like they're going to get Clemson. Looking like they're going to get Clemson in the end. Remember, Pitt's the original Clemsoning team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Pittsburgh and Northwestern are in their conference championship game this year. That's weird. God bless America. Why a thing. I'm going to uh, go with Wake. I'm, I, I'm taking I'm taking Pitt. Notre Dame goes to Syracuse. Well, no, they don't. They go, they go to, to the Bronx. And they're going to wear the worst uniforms you've ever seen Notre Dame win, yeah. wear. I, for once, I'll agree with Scott on uniform talk. What's the spread on this game? Nine and a half for Notre Dame. Syracuse is so fun. They're so fun. And uh, listen, they've actually like started to put some consistent games together now. Like This is not just like having a good half against Clemson because yep. Lawrence is out. And... They're starting to put it together a little bit. Syracuse, I think they're. Uh, if you go to Yankee Stadium when it's not football season, there are ads for Syracuse. As Syrac- they they are New York's team. They always claim the New York team. Remember the. Remember, here's my my one trivia question for you. I think I've done this question on the show before. What university has the most alums in New York City? Syracuse. No. Illinois. Penn State. Penn State. Is wow. In New York City, Penn State is huge. Uh, I really, really, really want Syracuse to win this game. Oh, I think everybody does. But uh, I just don't see it. This is where your chaos scenario starts. Yes. It's Give like, me it Syracuse. Requires it requires Give me Syracuse. Like Syracuse. It. All right. Uh, the Bearcats go to the Golden Knights. I think the UCF thing stops here. Really? Since the Bearcats are 9-1. and one. This is probably the only time we can stop, right? I'm going to pick Cincinnati just for pure hope that they do. Well, until they lose to whoever it is they lose in the Fiesta Bowl. See, Although, I, wouldn't you like Central Florida to, to go undefeated again, let them kind of be banging on the window again? Like, hey, guys, it's I us. mean, listen, as someone that wants eight teams in the playoffs, yes. So, All right. Um, I feel like we should almost skip this one. Miami at Virginia Tech. Oh, it's getting dark. Yeah. Miami has to win this to get – It's a bowl this eligibility, right? Yeah, They're five and five. Yeah. Okay. They need one well, of the last two. They have Virginia and Virginia Tech. They end with Pittsburgh. Pitt. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They got to win this. Pittsburgh wrecked their season last year. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Rick doesn't make a ball. At least he, he really has made ball. He never missed oh, no. a ball. Well, he had never lost to Paul Johnson on yeah. Paul Johnson Field, or, I mean, Mark Rick Field until last week. Uh, Give me I mean, he, he was 14-0 and 0 at Tech Stadium. Yeah, that's dark. Give me Vontek. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, give, me, give me Miami. I, I'm not ready to go there yet. Okay. I, I, I think that's nice of you. Um, Missouri at Tennessee. CBS Game of the Week. Both these teams are a little better lately than you might have actually thought. Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt, SEC Coach of the Year. Is Tennessee Bowl eligible now? They not are. yet. They one more. They one more to get. Yeah, that makes sense to me. If he wins this game, he is. Yeah, they get a bowl game. I'm taking Missouri, but Tennessee's a little bit better than maybe we would have thought at this point. Yeah, Missouri. I'm going to hold my nose and pick the balls. Virginia at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech six and four. Virginia seven and three. I think Georgia Tech wins and gives a little bit of extra oomph into the game. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep, give me Tech. All right, UAB at Texas A and M. Jimbo's team is six and four. Is he going to make his money this weekend versus the Dragons or the Blazers or whatever Whatever they are called? The yeah, I'm Texas A and M. Give me the Blazers. I'm not getting cute. I like it. I'm taking Texas. I'm going to go with A and M though. Uh, Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. Uh, Mississippi, <laughs> fine, Mississippi. <laughs> Give me Vandy. Vandy's favored. I know. Wow. Um, Iowa State at Texas. This is a crazy – Texas has to win this to stay in. Yeah. And if Iowa State wins this, they're still in the hunt. <laughs> That's funny. I'm taking Texas, but I like the idea of Iowa State. How is Texas still ranked 13th? Yeah. They're 7-3. They're back. You didn't hear? <sighs> I'm going to go with Iowa State. Give me Texas. Very soft. The, Iowa State wins in the dark and this game's at night. That's their hashtag this year. Oh, wait a minute. Is this game at Austin? It's in Austin, but Iowa State's hashtag, we've talked about it already, is they win in the dark. Oh, yeah. No, I'm changing my pick. Iowa State. Okay. Uh, and then finally, the last game on the pick-a-meter. The Hawkeyes travel to lovely Champaign, mm-hmm. Illinois. Uh, Illinois is trying to get to six wins. Yeah. They need this game if they're going to do it. They have a chance, but not a very good chance. Will, what say you? It, that's not going to go well. Reggie Corbin, their, their big team player of the week a couple weeks ago that ran for 197 yards, two touchdowns. He's hurt. Looks like oh. he's going to be out for the year. Uh, the defense sprung a bunch of leaks. Listen, they doubled their win total from last year. If they can add two more wins next year, they'll make a bowl game. Uh, it's not going to go well. Iowa had a tough loss last week. Uh, I think this, uh, this doesn't go well for them. Iowa can wave at all the kids in the hospitals they want. Illinois wins this game. Oh, Ooh, I love it. Wow. Oh, man. That, I'll tell you, if Illinois wins this game and is facing Gokuts for bowl eligibility, ooh, that would be fun. A, a team that actually has nothing to play for in that game because they've already won the Big Ten West. Yeah. But I'm, I like the idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right, so what do you think about the Georgia game? Do we cover? I mean, I think that's the question. I say cover? no. I say they don't cover. That's too high. Uh, uh, if if I, if I, we'd seen Fields doing what Tua was doing last year in in cleanup time, maybe they cover forty eight. I think he's going to get too much playing time, and there's going to be too much experimentation and too much but a combination of experimentation and conserv- being conservative. I don't think they lie on. There's no reason to lay on that many points this game. Uh, I, I don't think they cover. Yeah, I think it's going to be low scoring in, in Georgia. Well, however you would put it, because Georgia's averaging thirty something points a game. The Auburn game was low scoring because we had to settle for a couple field goals. Um, I think Kirby kind of brings it in-house, kind of like closing the the big metal doors before he plays Georgia Tech and Alabama and doesn't want to show anything new because they already showed their big bag of tricks having Rodrigo try to throw a touchdown pass. Um, 
So I think the final score is going to be something very pedestrian, like 34 to 3. Uh, I didn't think my score. I'm going 44-7. Um, we'll we'll sum with thunder. Um, so I, I do no, I, I don't know. I'm a notorious I have, thunder I have stealer. Zero thunder. Um, so the the way I think this game's going to go is exactly what you think. I just think George is going to stake such a big lead that even if we see multiple Prather Hudson handoffs in the fourth quarter, um, you know, breaking the over under on this, which is forty two and a half, right? Forty three and a half. Forty three and a half seems like an awful lot, but it does also feel like that. Georgia win this game something like 47 to 7 or 10 is completely within the realm and it won't even it won't even feel that close all right all right well let's all enjoy this nice fun tailgating weekend and then uh and then we'll get to talk about Thanksgiving in Georgia Tech yeah and stay tuned for next week when we play name that conference yeah, yes, that will be. <laughs> Which is probably the only reason because we do completely don't have Georgia Tech and a chance to beat them again. Yes. All right. Otherwise, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. I'd especially like to give a big shout out to Dustin, Sea Dog Knight, Paris Walton, Memetis three one seven, David, Nick, and Bernie Dog for submitting Twitter questions this week. And I meant to get to a few of the podcast reviews. But with Will having to cut out early, we just didn't have time. So if you'd like to rate and review our show on iTunes, you can go ahead and do that. And we'll discuss those, plus the ones that we skipped this week. We'll discuss those next week for our tech preview show. And check us out on our social media. We are at WSLS Podcast on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and even Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, our photos are pretty good over there. We have a fantastic photographer. I know we don't promote it a lot, but just go ahead and go follow us over there at WSLS Podcast. So Saturday at 4 p.m., get there early. The weather should be perfect to enjoy a nice tailgate, and we'll see you on campus, as we always do. Have a great rest of your week, and go dogs. If I can find an Airbnb close to the stadium, this comparably priced. I'll probably do that. You know, I've never used Airbnb. I love it. It, it, it kind of, is, is it weird to say it kind of creeps me out? No. I mean, I don't find it I any it. creep. I don't find it any creepier than uh, putting uh, putting all your loved ones in a strange uh, a strange car with a stranger and saying, "Please just take them." I trust that you'll take them somewhere else. I mean, like Uber. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not any different. Yeah, we've said Uber. We've if said, anything, I can lock the door. We've said Charlie. <laughs> we've said Charlie by himself in an Uber before yeah. from the tailgate. Kristen did not tell me she was doing that, mm-hmm. but she, he wanted to go to movie with a movie with his friends. She didn't. She had already had a couple of drinks and did not want to drive across town and back. So. Oh. I mean, it's not like he's six. No, it's not like he's six. Don't let the beard fool you. He's a child. <laughs>